Good afternoon and welcome to our worship leader service. Uh, the first hymn is Just As I Am. is here. Now for the prayers of penitence, when we say sorry to God for all the wrong things we have done and said. Heavenly Father, we have sinned in thought, word and deed, and have failed to do what we ought to have done. We are sorry and truly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, Forgive us all that is past and lead us in his way to walk as children of light. Amen. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Now for the second hymn, Let There Be Love.
for the readings. The first reading is from Proverbs 25, verses 6 to 7. Do not exalt yourself in the king's presence, and do not claim a place among his great men. It is better for him to say to you, Come up here, than for him to, humil to humiliate you before his nobles. Then Hebrews 13, 1 to 8, and verses 15 and 16. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing, some, by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison, and those who were mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. <clears throat> marriage should be honoured by all, and the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Luke 14, 1 and 7 to 14. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to eat in the house of the prominent Pharisee, he was being carefully watched. When he noticed how the guests picked a place of honour at their table, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honour, for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this person your seat. Then humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all the other guests. 
For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Then Jesus said to his host, when you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbors. If you do so, they may invite you back and so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of, of the righteous. This is the word of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our God and Redeemer. Amen. It's interesting readings we've had today. All about a banquet and Jesus' teaching. And also someone talking to a church about how things should be, what's going to be honouring to God. And I suppose when you come to look at the teachings that we see there, it's helpful to remember that the society of the time wasn't exactly like ours today. We can't always draw parallels. Let me give an example. If we look at the society in which we live now, everything focuses very much around the individual. Every household tends to keep themselves to themselves. Now, I want you to think back, a good 50 years at least, if you can. And I think we're all capable of doing that. I go back, and I can remember the old sense of community, just about. And I remember it with fondness, because there was something special in those days that I think we've lost over the years. Today, we're effectively living in like a housing suburb of Swansea. It's like a dormitory for those who just come home, eat, sleep, and go to work every day somewhere else. Now, I've known the same thing affect churches, because I've seen people who say, live in Bryn Ammon, but every Sunday they commute down to a church in Swansea to go to church, then they go back, and then maybe they'll come again for a house group or something, then back. That's it. You've got the same idea that church is almost like work. It's something you commute to, then you come home and you leave it at the back. And that way, the church life and the Christian life of those people becomes very much meeting-oriented. Oh, I'm going to the church meeting this morning. And the one thing you miss out is that sense of community. You know, that sense of community we all remember. And it's hard to get that across to some churches. They've got this idea. They go home, that's it, church is finished. That's not what you find in the New Testament. Now, if you're like me, 
I can remember a time when every single parish was focused around a small village or a community. Everyone had their local church, just as they had their local pub. And funny enough, both of those were hubs of the local community. And most of the social life of that community actually happened in those places. Everybody knew everybody else. In a very real way, that community was like an enlarged family. I always remember uh, where my father used to live. It was just a street, you know, the old back-to-backs in crew in the industrial heartlands of that area. Everybody knew everybody else in that street. Somebody was ill, people would be coming up the road with a pie or something, or can we help you, can we pick your medicine up? They were all there as a mini-community within the community. New child's born, everybody piles in. Wedding, everybody piles in. There's a bereavement, everybody's helping there to whatever they can. Okay, it was never perfect, you always get the odd fly in the ointment, but that was a fantastic introduction to community for me. And it wasn't just in Crete, it was in another little place called Nantwich. We had a place called the South Cross. I could have virtually told you every person up that road, everybody knew everything else. And, well, I always remember it funny, when I went to my auntie and my grandparents who lived in that street, they never locked the front doors. And they used to go to my auntie, we just opened the door and she can hear my auntie in the back room saying, who's coming in now? It was family. It was lovely. But mass car ownership, TV, internet media, and all that kind of stuff kind of killed that sense of community that we had. Now, hands up those of you that remember that. Yeah? Good. Now, at the time of Jesus, we're looking at something of that old community, but maybe even more so. A traveller, you know, you're walking everywhere. You come into the village about half past five, six, you're exhausted, you don't know anybody. It was a matter of honour to that little community that, that that group of people had accommodation for the night, they had food, everything was supplied. It was a matter of honour for the village to do that. And the thing is, that's also built into the early church as we see. You know, they shared everything in common. They were working one with another. Uh, okay, occasionally there were slips, like with the uh, Greek widows that got left out, and the church leaders sorted it. But as it moved, the movement moved out from Jerusalem, out into the Roman world. They had to encourage the Christians, take this model and continue it. Because we are the model of the kingdom of God. We are called to model that sense of community to people. Now, why am I drawing attention to all that? I hope you've got good memories, because I remember recently going to a little meeting with our bishop. And he was saying that if you take the trend line, all the local communities... You know, where the churches are slowly declining. 
And if that trend line continues, in 10 years' time, there ain't going to be any churches left. And we have to change. That was his message. We go out with a bang if we are going to go, but we're going to change. And personally, I've been thinking a lot about this. I think the community that we've lost needs to start again here. That we ourselves open ourselves up to one another and also to anybody that comes in. You know that sense of parish that you remember many years ago? Can we restore it? Are we willing to tackle that? Now I say we come to God and say, Lord, how are we going to do this? You know the society we're in, but we've got to change. We've got to open the doors. Because at the moment, you could go down this street and you've got individual houses all the way down. I couldn't tell you who lives in any of them. We've all got neighbours. Now, I'm going to do something a little bit cheeky now. When I was in primary school, we had a lesson, a, um, an assembly. And I remember our headmistress, Mrs Smith, standing up. And she was trying to get us all to think about those around us. And she gave us a list of things to do. So if you feel like I'm a primary teacher talking to the children, <laughs> don't be surprised because it's her model that stayed with me all these years. Now just some ideas and we'll throw them up. How about inviting somebody over for lunch? Yeah? After church. Maybe when you're preparing your Sunday lunches, make an extra place or two's worth of food. So, you know, see some of the young people come in and say, well, are you doing anything for lunch? You'd like to come over for the afternoon? And there's nothing like getting to know somebody than having them over for dinner. It's really good time. I've just done the same. I've had a fantastic lunchtime. Other than that, if you don't fancy having them over, invite them out to dinner. You know, we've got the uh, Reverend James, you've got the little restaurant down um, by the boating club. There's others around here. But to open fellowship, to say, well, look, oh, sorry. <laughs> we're all family. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're all family. And, well, you know, I'd have my aunties and uncles around, well, when I get my house sorted out, I'd like to invite some of you over, if you want to risk my cooking, that is. But another one would be, um, you know, the old idea, bake a cake as a gift for somebody. Near Christmas, maybe buy a small present for the next door's kids. <coughs> Just something to break the ice. It doesn't have to be big things. And we build those bridges. So we start with within the church, building those bridges so we really get to know another and then say, well, look, you know, I've been having a natter with you for some time. Would you like to come over sometime, have a cup of tea with me? Come up to the, um, the coffee morning that they've opened. I mean, that, that, that's an encouragement. Started just um, as summer started. <coughs> First time, there was a handful. And I think there were about 70 there. And everybody, all different areas of the community, natter, 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 natter. It was fantastic. And no pressure. People were just sitting there, opening up, having, having a good time. 
Well, I can see maybe some of those come Harvest Festival of Christmas actually coming to the church. That's what we're looking for. That sense of community. And of course, then you've got the other ones. If you do drive and you know someone's got a hospital appointment, say, well, do you need a lift? They might say, no, I'm okay, thanks, fine, but you've made the offer. <coughs> and also with the lonely. Now, I've got a very special thing here. There's people in our parish, and I'm not saying who, hardly see anybody. And they feel lonely and let down. You know people in the church that maybe aren't here. I'd encourage you, go and see them. Pick up the phone, give them a call. Yeah? You might, you know, just to have the phone call and say, hi, I've been missing you, how are you doing? It can make their day. I remember for two years I was bedridden. And boy, was it boring. And just having one person just sticking their head round the door for five minutes, just popped over to see how you are, made my week. You know? Little, the little things are what make the difference. So what I'm challenging us to do is to consider for each one how we can do that ourselves. We start within the church, if you feel comfortable. Go and grab someone and say, do you fancy coming over for dinner today? Or do you fancy going out for a coffee? Something, And even people seeing us getting together, they'll think, hey, they've got something. Yeah. But when all is said and done, we come back to Scripture. That sense of community is part of what God's kingdom is all about, supporting one another. If you think about it, Jesus gave two commandments as the most important. One was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Second one was love your neighbor as yourself. And as we've read at the end of the Hebrews, you know, with such sacrifices, God is well pleased to reach out to a neighbor is an act of worship for him, a practical one. Now, I won't be, the, I don't think I'll be too far wrong in saying we're getting on a little bit, aren't we? Hmm? I know, but <laughs> most of us are. And uh, maybe we don't have all the energy we once had and what have you, but God's command's not changed. God's call hasn't changed. And if we are willing, then I will believe God will give us that increase. If you think about it, it only took a little boy's dinner of five loaves and two small fish to feed 5,000 people. Well, what can we do? Yeah. One heart at a time, one life to another. That's how the church works. It's not going out on the street with a big drum and shouting. It's reaching out in the community. So all I'm going to say is, challenges and I'm included in that to consider ways to reach out now to be a good neighbor to be a friend because if you can get a friend then you've got the opening to bring Jesus into the position because I always remember the song don't tell me I got a friend in Jesus until I've got a friend in you and it's very true you need that 
trust. And as people learn to trust us and respect us, who knows what God's going to do. Anyway, I'll leave that for you to think about. We hopefully have a little bit of time after. Have an after. Think about it. What, what can we do? And now we come to the next hymn, which is junk, because I've just picked the wrong piece of paper up to tell me. Sister. Oh, brother, sister, of course. Brother, sister, let me serve you. Let me be as Christ to you. Pray that I may have the grace to let you be my servant too. This is the time when we pray for others. We cannot know how our prayers will be answered, but we know that every prayer is heard. Let us pray for the church, for the world, and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, we thank you for what we have learned today about humility and that Jesus commends a genuinely humble spirit and not false modesty, and that we are all part of one local community. He's also taught us that real generosity does not look for return. May we and all Christians put this into practice, put into practice what we have learned from the gospel today. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In the Anglican cycle of prayer for today, 
the 11th Sunday after Trinity. We pray for the Brecon Ministry area and the Anglian Church of Aotearoa in New Zealand and Polynesia. Strengthen all Christian ministers in their leadership. We pray for the Archbishop of Wales and the Bishop of Swansea and Brecon and all the clergy in our ministry area and their families. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give wisdom and a desire for peace to all our world leaders. We remember before you the situation in Ukraine, the effect of the war on all the people living there and the difficulties and dangers it's posing for the rest of Europe. We pray too for the families affected by the extreme rains which are causing flooding in Pakistan. We pray for political, local leaders in our community and community leaders also. Lord, give them the wisdom to do the best they can for the communities they have charge of. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give grace to us, our families, friends and neighbours. May we serve Christ in one another and love as he loves us. Comfort and heal those who are suffering in spirit, mind and body. We pray for those in our thoughts and prayers. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear us as we remember those who have died recently and our own loved ones. Grant us with them everlasting light and peace. And finally, in silence, we bring before you our own needs and concerns. In the communion of all the saints, we commend ourselves and one another and all our life to you. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's continue with a special prayer today, the Collect. O God, you declared your almighty power most chiefly in showing mercy and pity. Mercifully grant to us such a measure of your grace that we, running the way of your commandments, may receive your gracious promises and be made partakers of your heavenly treasure. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let's continue with the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Let us stand now and...
declare our affirmation of faith. Do you believe and trust in God the Father, the creator of all? Do you believe in his Son, Jesus Christ, the Saviour of the world? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life? This is the faith of the church. This is our faith. We believe and trust in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. As we come to the final hymn, Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ.